Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone, and of course, it is Wednesday and uh, the 12th of October. Hard to believe how fast time is going this year. Uh, we look at the news, we see struggles. Uh, we uh, we look at our daily life, we see struggles. And we look at the calendar and we go, holy cow, it's just really going fast. And uh, as always, I'm excited today to be on the show. Uh, Wednesdays are a special time for me. It's the middle of the week and it is a time where I get to market people uh, that are experience, experiencing uh, the things that, that the Lord and Jesus has put in in front of them. It gives me a chance to reflect on, well, what my day is like, my week is like, what my month has been like, and see the the blessings that I have been presented by the Lord as well. Sometimes we tend to forget that process. You know, we get busy with life. So uh, I'm always excited to to be able to do my show on Wednesdays and have a great guest lined up today. And it's uh, some very interesting information that uh, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to do some laundry. Uh, let's get some housekeeping going on here. Uh, I want to make sure that everyone knows that they could be a guest on the Tough Talk Christian Radio Show by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com and click on the button to become a guest and fill out the information and select a date to fit your schedule that's available for you to be on the show and share what the Lord is doing in your world. And also, you can like us on Facebook. You can... Uh, Follow us at Tough Talk Radio Network. That's the uh, studio that we produce out of. And today I have the pleasure of being in a new location, and that's the beauty of the computer. I can uh, broadcast from anywhere in the country. And today I'm in Sandpoint, Idaho. Uh, I have the opportunity to be in a workshop for our business. And a lot of you that listen to the show know that we have a remodeling business in the Houston, Katy area of Texas. Uh, and yes, I am way far away from home today, and I want to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, I am uh, with my oldest son, Ryan, and I have the pleasure of spending uh, four days with him, just me and him. Uh have not had the opportunity to do that with him as an adult. Uh, we've done a lot of family vacations together in the past, but my son is 33 years old, and it is now the opportunity for me to spend some time with him in a workshop for our business. And, yes, we have a family-owned business, and we get to hang out. And, well, I just want to speak to the men out there about this, okay? So, you know, guys, we, we go to work every day. We do the things we're supposed to do, and, and we check out all the boxes, and we make sure we get everything covered in our lives with our family and our, and our work and our, and our lives. But this week I had the opportunity of just hanging out with my son, uh, flying uh, eight hours of travel time from one from Houston to uh, Idaho, and uh, spending time in a car, spending time in a plane, spending time in, a, in an Airbnb, and now in a workshop. And I have not had that pleasure yet, and I had to recognize the value of that because I don't know how soon I'll get that time again to spend with him like that not that i'm going anywhere sir he is but you know we don't know these opportunities so i want to seize this opportunity to make sure that i take advantage 
of the time that God has put us together next to each other, side by side, and learn more. Not teach more, learn more. Learn more about him. Learn more about the things that he likes and dislikes. Now, as a parent, we think we know everything about our children, and we do from the time they're little to the time they leave the home. Uh, My son's been out of the house now, oh, goodness, geez, 15 years. So there's a lot of things that have changed that I might think are one way but really aren't. And the only way I can learn that is by hanging out with him, spending time with him, and allowing him to be him. So if you're a dad out there, whether it's a, a son or a daughter, if you have a child that you get to spend time with out there, are you willing to allow them to be them without criticism, without the face, without going, oh, my God, are you going to wear that? Or, geez, look at this. Uh, are you going to just allow them to be them and enjoy who they are? Not an easy gig for someone like myself. Uh, so, because I, I guess I'm like a lot of other dads out there. I want my kids to be perfect. I want them to look great. I want them to be great. I want them to just be awesome. And the true fact of the matter is, the only way that they can be awesome is by truly being who they are and not trying to be who they think they're supposed to be for me or anybody else. So I just want to touch on that because, to me, that's an opportunity that I'm going to take advantage of this week as I spend time from, well, yesterday was Tuesday, and we go back uh, to the house uh, on uh, Sunday. So very excited about that. And if you're a dad out there, I challenge you this week for you to take time out, and maybe you don't get the opportunity of spending four or five days with your child. Maybe it's just four or five hours, or maybe it's four or five minutes. But what are you doing with those four or five minutes or four or five hours or four or five days when you're with them? Are you giving them the opportunity to be the best them that they can be? I'd like to find out more. You can call into the show, 347-989-1363, and let us know your feelings on that. Or you can just ask questions for the show at 347-989-1363 and press the number one. Also, don't forget, you can go to toughtalkchristianradio.com and register to be a guest on the show and bring what the Lord is doing in your world to our world to share with others. We're going to take a short commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to bring up our guest today, a gentleman by the name of Aaron Dranoff. I believe I I was pronouncing it well. We'll find that out when we get back, but we'll be right back after this year's short break. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. All right. See, I told you it was a short break, and now we're going to bring up a guest of ours today, uh, Aaron is a licensed commercial pilot, a high school history teacher, founder of the Torah Guide, and author of Judaism, the Messiah, and the Jewish Identity. And so without wasting any more time, I want to welcome Aaron to the show. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Welcome. Uh, and uh, no worries. You can my to... name correctly. 
<laughs> okay. I, I have a very good habit, or a bad habit, I should say, of always messing up someone's name. But I always uh, I dive right at it, so I, I'm glad I got it right. And thank you for taking time out today to be on our show. Oh, yeah. Glad to be here. So, Aaron, a uh, couple things I'd like to do right away uh, before we start the show is to get people understanding where you're from, where you're calling in from, and, and well, let's just start right there. Sure. Uh, I live in uh, San Marcos, Texas right now. Um, originally, I'm from New York, though. I moved down to Texas about two years ago um, for uh, the American Airlines Cadet Academy when I was learning how to fly for them. Moved out here. Um, ultimately, that uh, piloting was not what God wanted me to do, so stepped out of that, got into teaching history, and uh, that kind of allowed me to free up time in order to write the book that I wrote and uh, really just to dive into ministry, just sharing the gospel with, with more people. Awesome. So coming from the Northeast myself, I come from Philadelphia originally. Uh, I grew up, mm. and, and I know you can relate to this, there was Jewish neighborhoods, Italian neighborhoods, Irish. There was just all different neighborhoods, a little bit different than Texas. Um, but mm-hmm. when I read your bio about, uh, you know, uh, well, the, the the history of the Jewish religion and uh, Christian theology, uh, there's a there's a big difference there that uh, that led you to Jesus, and I thought, hmm, this is interesting. I have a lot of Jewish friends, and I'm going to allow them to listen to this uh, recording because the fact is, it's it's way different uh, than uh, most people perceive. So, can you explain a little bit yeah. of that? Like, uh, I know that this happened during your college days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about how how I kind of understood. Um, what it meant to follow Jesus as a Jewish person? Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I can I can definitely understand that. And yeah, growing up in in New York, it, it's very different in Texas. When I first moved to Texas, I I thought there was no Jewish people here. I thought I was the only one. I was like, this is, this is kind of ridiculous because coming from New York, there's all those all those big communities and just all centers. Sorry to cut you off. No, um, no, you're good. But yeah. So. Um, in in New York, growing up in a in a, I wasn't necessarily in a one of those towns that's like very Jewish necessarily, but lots of Jewish people around. We had a Jewish community there, and uh, I was in college and uh, just kind of more more culturally Jewish, like most Jewish people in America today. Um, we would keep the you know keep the holy days and you know like Passover and and, and those, and that was really about it. And then. God wasn't necessarily too important in, in our house. And then I was in college, and the college I, I went to happened to be a very, very Jewish college. I didn't realize that until I went there. So lots of rabbis are talking to me, and I was a history major, and they're kind of trying to, the rabbis trying to get me to, to be more active in my Jewish identity. And so I was looking into it. I was reading, reading the Torah a little bit with them on a weekly basis. And um, just one day, honestly, it just occurred to me that if, if God really did create the universe, if there really was a creator of the universe and that he had a moral standard for people, it just occurred to me that, well, I haven't lived up to that moral standard every day, every moment of my life. I've, I've at least broken one, one moral standard that the creator would have had. Um, and the idea it really set in for me of, man, it only, it only takes breaking one law to be a criminal. Like if I, if I break the speed limit and a cop pulls me over, I can't be like, it's okay. Like I didn't commit any crimes yesterday, so we're good. 
Um, so uh, it, as a Jewish person, I was like, okay, let me ask the rabbis and see, like, maybe, maybe I'll have to actually make some changes in my life if, if there is a creator. And so at the same time, I started looking into the evidence for, you know, what religion might be true, if, if one of them is true. And I started, you know, talking to the rabbis about their perspectives. And what I realized was that on one hand, what I, for, first of all, what I expected to find is that there really is no evidence for anything. We really can't be sure. And, but what I actually found is there's a mountain of evidence that this historical person, Jesus, was who he said he was, that he actually did rise from the dead. And that's not what I expected to find. And so I went to the rabbis about this and asked them, and they pretty much, the, the main reason that they didn't accept it was, well, because the rabbis back then didn't accept it. So um, it doesn't matter if the evidence points that way. We got to trust the rabbis that lived back then. And that was a hole for me that I just couldn't, it was, it just seemed not, not like a good enough reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting because, uh, you know, uh, back in biblical times, uh, you know, the, uh, that was, that was the law basically, I guess you would say. And, um, I find it interesting that, um, Jesus had a part in everything. And mm-hmm. I I did not realize uh, that uh, the uh, Jewish community did not recognize Jesus. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it, um, um, I I just don't I, uh, I didn't realize that. And I don't sorry. know if, if most people know that or not. Like, so why is it that most Jewish people today don't believe in Jesus? Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. I think um, for I think it's actually a different answer for religious Jewish people versus just people who are culturally Jewish, like like I was, um, like I am, I guess. Um, I think the the religious answer that a rabbi might give you is because um, the the sages, meaning the the rabbis who were around during the time of Jesus, didn't accept him, and uh, if he had been the Messiah who was promised throughout the the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, then those rabbis would have recognized him. Um, and I think the culturally Jewish answer is pretty much just, I don't really, have never really looked into Jesus for themselves. I, I guarantee you most, most Jewish people, um, at least in the States, have never really taken the time to investigate and look at, you know, look into the New Testament and see, see about it. But, but what they would tell you is kind of the same thing of like, Jesus is just not Jewish. It, it's kind of a, uh, misunderstanding that Jesus is maybe like a, a Gentile God um, and not realizing that he himself was Jewish, that all the first Christians were Jewish and um, he came and his, his uh, credentials as savior of the world are rooted in him being the Messiah of the Jewish people. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting stuff. And, and I'm sure, I, I, I guess the question I have now is, have you gone back to those, rabbis in college professors and had that conversation since then. Yeah. I think um, something that's a sad reality is um, Judaism is today. So rabbinic Judaism today, not, not the Judaism of the old Testament um, uh, has really um, painted Jesus um, as a, um, as a threat to the Jewish people. And for, for valid reasons, I mean, throughout history, since, since the time of Jesus, people um, claiming to be Christians in the name of Jesus have, have done terrible things to the Jewish people. Um, 
And so it, it makes sense why they would why they would see Jesus as a threat, unfortunately, um, even though he came to save them and, and loves them. But um, it, it's painted so much as a threat today that um, in in Judaism you can be you know the Orthodox belief of Judaism. If you uh, if you're Jewish, you're born Jewish. You're Jewish no matter what. You, you practice Buddhism. You practice even Islam. All these other things. You're still Jewish to your core. But if you believe in Jesus, if you if you uh, claim that Jesus is your Messiah, you're out of the camp. Um, so I've, I've tried to have those conversations and, and show, hey, like, can we look at the scriptures together, look at, look at the Torah and see that, is this actually about Jesus or is this, um, is this about just keeping a law um, and trying to show them that Jesus is the Messiah? But a lot of the time, they won't actually have those conversations with me, unfortunately. And, and I believe I, I read in the notes that it's because they, if they believe in Jesus, then their Jewish identity is no longer uh, a, an identity. Is that correct? They would definitely say that. Um, it would be my claim that, um, and I think the claim of, of the apostles in the New Testament, that there's nothing more Jewish than accepting and following the Jewish Messiah, who Jesus is. Um, but from their perspective, as you know, as rabbis, they would say, um, yeah, you're, you're forfeiting your Jewish identity to become a Gentile. And that's really just based on the misunderstanding that Jesus, you know, was born in Rome or something like that. When, matter of fact, he's born in like Jerusalem, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how from way, way back in biblical times to today, present time, I see that people were born into a culture and that's what they believe no matter what. And there's no change in their mm-hmm. minds. There's no anything like that. And I think it's interesting that in all these couple hundred of years, thousands of years, like things never really change a lot. Do you recognize yeah. that as, as, as a similarity to the same beliefs that the rabbis might have? Or maybe there's a, a professors of theology that believe a certain way as well. I mean, just because you believe oh, yeah. in Jesus doesn't mean that everybody's on the same page with Jesus. Right. Yeah, no, no, we're not immune to it um, as Christians or, or really as anyone. I think, um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, but there's in the opening scene, uh, I think it's the opening scene, the main character comes out and he's, he's a Jewish guy and he has, um, he's got the, the seat seat or the, the tassels on the end of his, his garment. And he says, you want to know why, why we have these here? Um, I'll tell you why. And then he, he can't think of the reason. He doesn't even know why. Well, tradition. So, and, and I think that's, okay. that's true of just, of, uh, Judaism and, and just other other just, I don't know, traditions in general, just most people, um, they believe a, a certain set of things because they've looked into it, but that comes along with all this baggage of just traditions that they've been taught that they're not really sure why. So we see that in Judaism. We see that um, in different Christian groups and denominations, and it can really, the traditions of, of men that have been invented by people can really, really be misleading. Yeah, it's a shame that... Um... You know, that we just can't all, you know, I, I, I'll just take it to a different leg. We, we watch the evening news and we get into the political side of things and we just can't understand why. We just all can't get on the same page no matter what our beliefs are and be all for the common good of one thing, you know, mm-hmm. of us, 
of all the people. And and to me, that's what Jesus wanted, right? Love thy neighbor like love thyself and just serve others. And I just don't understand. It's not that complicated, you know, uh, what makes people so stuck on what they're stuck on. And, you know, what are the things that we as individuals can do to allow them to maybe see the difference? Like something made you see the mm-hmm. difference brought up in the culture that you were in. And what do you think that was? Was it just because you ended up in a college that you didn't know would be predominantly Jewish? Uh, yeah, I think, first of all, I think well said. I think it really is a shame. We we, we have these, we all had this moral compass and, and this, uh, this uh, I guess, we all take it into our own sight that we can decide what, what is good and what's evil and that someone else's version of what's good and evil isn't correct, even when we're both trying to say, hey, we think that what Jesus taught is good, we still look at what he taught and see it differently. Um, but to answer your question, um, for me, I think it, it really was just um, just a freak moment. I was, I was doing something that I knew I shouldn't have been doing. I was, I was in a, a Target, and I was stealing something worth like $5, and, I, and no one's moral compass is, is stealing okay. Um, and so I knew what I was doing was wrong, and I guess that kind of just a little bit of a jolt, like a prod in my side of, I really should think about this. And is, is morality based on just, because I was trying to justify myself. I was trying to go, even though I'm doing this, it's okay because of they have insurance and all these things. But if, you know, I, it was like, I can't kid myself. This is wrong. And I need to see is, is the standard of good and evil um, something that we can all decide for ourselves and we can all just figure out, or is it based in something that is, um, that is a outside of the human mind is it based in something real is it based in god in his character yeah 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 i always say god has a funny sense of humor he gets to us one way or another and you mm-hmm. almost can see the grin on his face when we do the stupid things that we're stuck on you know and, and yeah I, I always i always say it's awesome that he created us this way because we don't have to take all the blame <laughs> but the truth of the mm-hmm. matter is we're jacked up, and without him, we're even in worse shape. Yeah. So, you know, it's really great about, you know, receiving uh, mercy and grace. And it's a shame that we don't pass that forward to our neighbors, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. But, Aaron, I want to shift directions a little bit because uh, time goes quickly on the show. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is a nonprofit that you've created, the Tour Guide. Uh, and I believe it's the tourguide.com uh, is, mm-hmm. is how people can find it. Let's talk about that. What made you decide to do it? What is it? And how can people benefit from it? Yes, sir. So uh, the Torah Guide is uh, it's a nonprofit geared towards helping people uh, understand the Old Testament and not only understand it, but come to appreciate it and love it and, and learn how to do that. Um, the idea from it was kind of born. So I, I published the book, um, Judaism, the Messiah and Jewish identity, which is basically about um, how, uh, how uh, the old Testament points to Jesus and also why rabbinic Judaism today doesn't pick that up. Doesn't, doesn't see that and how to, how to share that. And so right after I published the book, um, some, some friends started asking me questions of, of related content and what I, I started to see is there's this, in the church, um, there's this great um, discomfort with the Old Testament. Um, not, not always because they think it's wrong or evil or anything like that, but we don't really know, by and large, how to approach it, and it can be scary. 
Um, so we decided, hey, let's, I think there's a need here in the, in the church to learn how to appreciate and read the Old Testament because, it's, to be honest, it's written in a different culture, and it, and it can be weird if we don't really know how to read it. Um, so at the Torah Guide, we, we produce uh, animated videos that kind of explain um, Old Testament stories in a way that um, is enjoyable, hopefully. And uh, we also have, like, articles and provide other resources as well. Well, I think it's, I think it's like I, I'm, uh, I'll just use myself as an example. So I found the Lord in, when, at the age of 54. I'm now 66. And when, before, you know, before I found the Lord, I was reading self-help books and thinking, well, how amazing these writers were, you know, and, and how you could help yourself and be better. And then I found the Lord. Then I started reading the Bible, and I figured out where everybody got all their information. So yeah, exactly. I think it's really cool. But what I then thought was, how cool is it that they can take the information that they read in the Bible and turn it to use it in a way that's helpful to other people? And then you get to mm-hmm. the Old Testament. It's like uh, it hurts your head sometimes to read it. Yeah. And so when, when someone can identify and, and give you the information broken down into what I call eighth-grade information, I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like how do they find that? And I just figured God just provided them that the ability to teach others like myself. So do you find that a lot of people read the the, the, the uh, uh the Bible and, you know, don't understand it, but yet when you break it down into these videos, it helps them to understand more of it. Not that they become the person that they can uh, translate it, but they seem to have more of an interest to read more about it. Is, is that what you're finding? Yeah, I think um, I, what's been really great about it is it's not, the goal is not for someone to, to watch our videos and be like, okay, I got it, I'm good. But the goal is to go, okay, I, I understand this story. I see how this story ultimately teaches what the Hebrew Bible, what the Old Testament is, is trying to say. And now I want to go read it. Now I want to go back to the, to the Old Testament. I want to pick it up and read it. And so what we've seen is um, the videos have been helpful for people in helping them understand, but they've been encouraging them to go back to Scripture. And I think that's what's really important. And that's, that's what's been, to us, the greatest marker of success, is if our videos push people to go back and, and actually read it for themselves. Yeah, so let's talk about Judaism, the Messiah, and Jewish identity. You wrote this book how long ago? Uh, I published it in May of this year. Okay, awesome. And mm-hmm. and now that that's taken place, um, have you been asked to go to different organizations and and speak about your book or to do a book signing? or Is that anything that's on the agenda for this year? Yeah, I've been asked uh, to speak at uh, a few different things. So different churches have asked me to come speak or um, actually been asked to speak at a conference this February that I'm really excited about. So, um, yeah, definitely open to if anyone has any events or uh, whatever the event, honestly. We, we love to talk about this. And our mission is basically to help, help people understand uh, how the Old Testament, how Jewish people, how Judaism all points to Jesus and, and how to share the gospel with with people through the Old Testament, whether Gentile, Jewish, whatever. That's, that's what we're about. Yeah, I, and so it seems as though you've partnered with a couple of people on your website, a William Lane Craig, who wrote the book On Guard, and the Messiah Answer book written by Sam uh, Nader, Nadler. And, and so um, when 
if someone else who is is on board with this type of information, can they be a part of your website or your your uh, you know your your book resource or how does that work? Yeah, we're we're always open to um, to working with other people and, and bringing them along board. Um, I would say though um, that that part of the website is is more providing resources um, for people that we think are helpful for for whatever walk or whatever whatever they need at the moment. Um, so we're not necessarily partnered with William Lane Craig as much as we are trying to um, point people towards him in, in that atmosphere. Right, right, I get it. And so tell people how they can connect with you so you could have a conversation with them because maybe something that they're doing would be a resource or maybe something that you're doing would be a resource for them. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. So um, you can get in contact with us on our website, thetoraguide.com. Um, Tora is T-O-R-A-H and um, we have a, a connect with us page on there where you can, you can uh, contact us directly or you can find us on Instagram the Tora Guide or um, our YouTube channel the Tora Guide <laughs> okay very good and, and where can they purchase your book on your website on Amazon or yes sir both of the above the Guide.com and on Amazon okay very good. And so, you know, time goes pretty quickly here, Aaron, and, and I, uh, I always ask this, this one question is, when is the next book coming out and what is the title? <laughs> that, is a, that is a really good question. I think uh, uh, right now on the radar, there's, there's not another book. I, I, I know that God is going to call me to do that one day, um, but I don't know what the title is. I don't know what it's about, um, but it, it'll come. <laughs> Well, I I I know uh, I've I've written a couple of books myself, and you know, always made the joke I can't even spell right, so writing a book is out of the question. But once again, I God know. has a Tell funny sense it. of humor, and He gets us out there to to express things in that form. And like, who knew way back when that you were going to write a book, and then that there would even be an opportunity to put it on an internet radio show type of thing, you know? And so right. it's, it's just amazing what the opportunities are out there. Uh, if there's some a bit of information that you could share uh, as advice with people for the rest of this year, 2022, what would be one thing that you would like to just remind them of or challenge them to or, you know, something like that? Yeah, uh, I think – uh, just just for everyone, just to to remember that um, as as Christians we have been we have really been set free. Um, if you if you believe in Jesus, if you if you claim that He is your Lord, then you have been um, you've been set free in a real sense. And that what that freedom looks like is not just okay, I can do whatever I want, which you know is true. But what it really is is you have been designed for a purpose. And as as someone who's been newly created into Jesus, someone who's believed in him, you are set free to actually live in the purpose that you were created for. So you were designed on purpose for purpose, as they say. Um, but that's really true. And I, I think that's something to hold on to. Amen to that. I, I, uh, I think that we all have a purpose here. Uh, sometimes I, I think it's just as easy as telling our testimony, what God has done in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people need to stop and look back and, take a piece of paper and put that big T on it and write the goods and the bads of their life. And they'll always find out that the goods overweigh the bads. 
but we always tend to look mm-hmm. at the at the bad side of things instead of the good. So, uh, man, I can't I can't thank you enough today for coming on and sharing what you're doing. I think it's incredible that you were a commercial pilot, and now that you've uh, seen the direction that the Lord has taken you, and now you're a history teacher, and I mean, thankfully because our children need good teachers, but yet also doing the tour guide. Uh, uh, Nonprofit, I think is well. It's just unexplainable stuff. That's great stuff that you're doing, and I'm, I hope you much success. And I hope you come back with the next book. <laughs> thank you so much, Tony. I I will. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and recap the show. We'll be back here uh, in just one minute. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. All right, welcome back to the show. If you missed the show, well, shame on you. You'll be able to catch the recording on the uh, Tough Talk Christian uh, Tough Talk Radio Network Facebook page or my Facebook page at under Tony Gambone. Uh, a great interview today with Aaron and make sure that you take the chance to uh, purchase his book uh, Judaism the Messiah and Jewish Identity you can buy it on Amazon or you can go right to the website the TorahGuide.com great nonprofit. be a part of it connect with him see how you can help with that opportunity and share it with someone that you know because today you might be thinking you're good but you know someone that would be able to use this information or be able to take advantage of the opportunity that's presented in this book. So, so here's what I, excuse me, what I recommend. Buy two books because when you start thinking that you're good and someone else needs it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. So it'll be a good opportunity for you to maybe start a small uh, small group of Bible study or just a men's group to sit down and have conversation over coffee on Saturday mornings. I want to thank Aaron again for being our guest on the show. I want to make sure that everybody goes to his website and makes a connection to tourguide.com. And uh, I hope that you all tune in next week on Wednesday here on the Tough Talk Christian Radio Show. I wish everyone a blessed week. I am give thanks and praise to the Lord for allowing me to do this, even from Sandpoint, Idaho. And I just... Uh, Well, we'll see you next week, folks. You have been listening to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. A special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.